Are you, are you podcasting or something? I am. <laughs> I am podcasting. Hey guys, you're listening to In Traffic with Mia Rubenstein while I sit in traffic on the Long Island Expressway. Uh, almost every day of my life. Uh, this I find the, the best use of my time is to take the opportunity to call some uh, friends of mine and some not-so-close friends of mine uh, and do, like, little interviews on these podcasts and then put it up on the Internet for you guys to enjoy um, and, you know, tell your friends about if you do enjoy uh, check us out at intrafficpodcast.com or subscribe, however you would do that, on all the different places you would do that. Uh, today we are going to be talking to Jesse Johnson of Motion City Soundtrack. Hear me? A little bit. I'm in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where cell service doesn't exist apparently. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you got you got very few bars. Uh, I have exactly two two dots. Two dots. Mhm. Uh, all right. Can you hear me? You can hear me now. That you're fine now, right? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, we're gonna do this thing. This is the most interesting thing that anybody's ever listened to so far. So far, yeah. So far, people are enthralled. <laughs> uh, I'm going to introduce you. Go for this it. Is, this is Jesse Johnson from the Rock Quintet Motion City soundtrack. That's me. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are on tour right now? Yes, we are. We're in the middle of a six-week tour um, with uh, us and the Wonder Years, and uh, you blew it in State Champs. And is it, um, this is like your first, this is your first non-headliner in a while, right? In a very long time, yeah. Um, is it? it's, it's technically a co-headliner, but yeah. Is it weird that, like, and not that the Wonder Years are, like, so new now, but is it weird to go out with what we would consider, our age group would consider a newer band and, and to not be the, the guys? Uh, a little bit. I mean, they've technically, I guess, been a band for 10 years, but the funny thing is they cite um, our record, Commit This to Memory, as one of their influences of starting a band. <laughs> so that's, that's that, an interesting dynamic there. And that's 10 years old. Yeah, that that record's 10 years old. Huh. I wanted to peg them for that, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it's funny, I talked to, I've talked to a few people that I wouldn't have pegged their bands being influenced by us, and they are, um... Or they say they are. There's that uh, that band Citizen that I really really like, um, and they're like kind of a darker, like almost like sludgy band, 
and uh, when I when I met the singer Matt, who's like basically all he likes to do is lift weights and uh, write songs, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, Motion City soundtrack, yeah, I love you guys. You really like love your music, and I was like, oh my god, really? <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Huh? What? I mean, you guys. Uh, maybe not so much anymore, but early on, like, as poppy as it was, there was a very dark side to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that came from liking, um, you know, when the band first started, liking bands that were maybe darker, like a Jawbox or, um, Shredder to Think and stuff like that, but also liking bands like the Get Up Kids and the Promise Ring, and it kind of all came together a little bit, you know. I mean, that's what, like, what attracted to me, what attracted me to you guys initially was, like, you know, the dissonance and the darkness, even though it came across as this, like, poppier thing. We were born in the darkness. What? <laughs> Nothing. That was my Bane impersonation from uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> not great. It was not no. one of the better ones. <laughs> We uh we did we did a tour with us and Bayside a couple of years ago and it got to the point where we weren't even conversing with each other, we were just doing Bane impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> that's another band that's like way darker than uh people give them credit for or expect them to be. Yeah, I mean I think them similar to us in the same boat is it's um the, it's dark, dark themed lyrics about dark shit, but then covered up in poppy music. How, we've known each other for like how ten years? Fifteen? Ten? Mm. Ten years? Well, more than that. More than that. When right. did uh? When did the first record come out? The first record would have been uh twelve uh two thousand and two. 2002, so, ne so... Nearly 13 years, about 13 years ago. And we met right around then, right? Or maybe like a little bit before that. Yeah, yeah, so... 13 and, years. And, uh... What, um... We did, uh... I guess I went out with you guys pretty much right away? Yeah, you were our first tour manager. There you go. <laughs> and, uh... Did a terrible job. You're welcome. <laughs> And I made you shave a shave a mustache on your face that you immediately regretted. Yeah, yeah. In in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. But okay, um, what well, I'm getting at, uh, we've only known each other for that amount of time, but we were in the same circles forever. Uh, you uh, you were in some like. Uh, noisier hardcore bands back in forever ago and you put out mm -hmm. some stuff. Uh I wanna I want you to talk about that. Yeah, I mean I think we were we were very in very similar circles, but I was on the west coast in California and you were on the east coast, but we both I think really liked a lot of the stuff that was happening in the Midwest at that time, at least from what I can think of. Because I know that we've talked about like vitreous humor and boys life and a lot of that stuff that was going on which was, uh, you know, anything on Caulfield Records and, and you know, uh, I always looked towards that stuff. And then I think from the West Coast, we had, you know, the, 
the Crimson Curses and the Swing Kids and anything on 3-1-B. You guys had, what, Lifetime and all that stuff. It was slightly different, but it turns out that we liked a lot of the same shit, even though we never met each other. <laughs> and uh, you put out, you like, you were doing, uh, you know, DIY records and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know. I put out one record. <laughs> But uh, it's a little-known band called Jimmy World. I guess that's the only, the only thing I ever did. And but, uh, uh, did, I bought did a lot that of records. The what? I bought a lot of records. Yeah. Did that Jimmy that, World record end up on other things, or...? They put that song on um, their, like, uh, their compilation CD, but only on the, like, Japanese version. So. Or were they embarrassed by the song? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not the best song in the world, but I like it. <laughs> uh, wait, was it a split or? Yeah, the split of the band called Emery, but not the band called Emery that everybody's going to think it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a band from Rancho Cucamonga, California, named Emery, that kind of sounded like if if Drive Like Jehu was a pop band like angular pop really good and then um the singer got his girlfriend pregnant and they stopped being a band that's how most of those stories go yeah um how'd you motion city uh those guys are from like nine different places how did uh like you were in la uh tony and matt were in virginia and josh and jesse i'm sorry josh and justin and jesse are from minneapolis uh, how does that, uh, how does that happen? Um, before I met Josh and Justin in Minneapolis, um, I was living in, well, in between, back and forth between St. Louis and Chicago, and, uh, I was playing in a band called Johnny Angel, which our only claim to fame ended up being that our uh, guitar player was the singer of Unbroken, this guy, Dave Claiborne. Oh, yeah. And, uh... From being in Johnny Angel, uh, we did a split with a band called Song of Zarathustra and did a lot of like uh, shows with them. And then the Song of Zarathustra guys ended up moving to Minneapolis. And uh, Those guys are from like, went, Indianapolis originally or something, right? From what, the Sioux City? Is like Sioux City or something like that. Iowa. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and uh, I went through a rough patch in my life and uh, decided that my friend would let me throw all this shit in his van and he would drive me up to Minneapolis and the uh, the Song of Zarathustra guys and this guy Nick who ran um, Blood of the Young Records, uh, they would let me sleep on their couch. So I ended up living in Minneapolis. <laughs> and then uh, my friend James who uh, was in that band, kind of like Blindside, um, he worked at a place called Pizza Luce, and he said he could get me a job there. So I got a job at Pizza Luce in Uptown, and uh, that's where I met Josh, because he also worked there. And then um, I ended up in Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> How did Tony and Matt end up in that? I mean, I guess I could ask Tony when I... I'm going to interview him <laughs> separately, but... Um, well, Tony and Matt played in a band called Submerge uh, from Virginia, and uh, Motion City had played with Submerge, I believe, a few times. 
and do you think? Uh, do you think that? I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think that every city in America has a band named Submerge? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. And I think the funny thing is, and Tony or Matt would have a probably the correct explanation to this, but I believe they were originally called Merge, and then there was another band called Merge, and they said they had to change their name, so they changed their name to Submerge. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they, uh, Josh, we needed a, Motion City needed a drummer, um, and so he asked Tony, and I think Tony kind of thought he was going to, like, record the album, I'm the movie, do a tour, and, like, that was kind of going to be it. Uh, it was kind of his thought, I believe. He, again, would have a clearer picture of that. And then, um, we lost our bass player at the time, and... We actually asked a different guy from uh, Virginia to play bass, and he said he could do it, but he had some commitments, like for a week or two, that he had to do first before he could join the band. And then Matt Taylor caught word of this and said, "I can be out there in two days." <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then Matt Taylor's our bass player. Yeah, yep. a little snakeeroo. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Matt quit his job and was in Minneapolis, you know, very, very shortly after that. And I think we went on a tour, like, a week after he got there or something like that. And that had been the, the year, let's see, 2000, 2003, we did somewhere around 320 shows in one year. Wow. Yeah. Get in the van. <laughs> Get in the van, but you like this is a, that was a lifestyle that you were already uh, not, maybe not accustomed to, but you that's what you wanted to do. Like once you started playing in bands in the nineties, like you were like that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. My first band I was in was yeah ninety four. Holy fuck, it's been twenty years. I'm old. Uh, um, and then I toured with. I think the first time I actually really toured was with Jimmy Eat World as um, just selling merch and setting up guitar amps and just hanging out, basically. And then um, Johnny Angel was probably the first, like, extensive, like, we're going to be gone for two months type of stuff. And then um, right before I joined Motion City, I was in a band called uh, Champagne Kiss, which was Michelle from band Camera to be from San Diego and we did a lot of touring too but Motion City was definitely you know 320 shows in a year was the pinnacle of being on tour <laughs> does that make you hate the people in the band or love the people in the band uh it depends the the relationships that you know I didn't know Matt or Tony from the fucking anything you know they're, they're new to me because I had never met them they just joined the band um, and they ended up becoming, you know, two of my best friends. I still see Tony all the time in Los Angeles. We live in the same city. And, you know, they were both groomsmen in my wedding, blah, blah, blah. So it, it, you can you can grow to dislike people or like people equally. There's an equal chance of either side happening. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's going on with you, like, uh, is... Like I, I know, uh, but uh, is 
is this something like is being in this kind of a band uh, like is that it like is that your career or or you know when you guys aren't on the road are you like you know fixing amps for people or you know are you doing other things or this is this yeah, is what this you is, do for probably the last 12 years something like that um when I was living in Brooklyn, uh, so that would be so last year actually, uh, there was a time where we had a lot of time off from Motion City, and I was um, there was a, a bar two blocks from where I lived that I was bartending at to you know for something to do. But yeah, Motion City's been the only thing that we've done as a job for about twelve years now. Like young Jesse would have been stoked to know that about old Jesse. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I never thought I would be in a band that could sell 500 burned CDs, let alone be able to go to Japan and, you know, Malaysia and Korea and all the things we've been able to do. I think I think young Jesse would be super stoked. But, but old Jesse's kind of over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, old Jesse's kind of old. <laughs> uh, um, no, they get to the point, though, where at least in my own head where, you know, I'm married now, I got a kid coming, and, like, the being on the road for, you know, I think this year I'll be on the road for, I want to say, half the year, there's a point where you're like, yeah, I kind of just want to go home and, like, eat cereal with my wife in the morning every day instead of having to call her from fucking Omaha, Nebraska, you know? Are you uh, are you psyched for grown up life? Like, are you stoked to have a kid and, and then get into that phase of it, or, or are oh, you yeah. like? I I've been so lucky in being able to do what I love to do for a career for so long that, you know that, that's sheer luck. It's not because of my talent. It's not because of, of my looks or whatever. I just I fell into a lucky situation and I've been totally grateful to do it. But I am 100% super excited to like start another chapter and, and and start another way of looking at life. I think that's to me that's super exciting. It's it's almost as exciting as like joining a new band, like a whole new fucking thing that's going to happen. You know? Are you happy? Are you happier in L like back in LA, or did you like uh, you know did you prefer like the dramatic lifestyle that you uh, had done for well, so long? No, I I feel I feel at home in Los Angeles. It's where I grew up. Um, I actually now I live I live two blocks from the house my mom was born in. I live one mile from where I went to grade school, and I live two miles from where I lived with my grandmother. So like I just I I feel at home. I mean, it's the easiest way to put it. I always felt out of place in um, when I lived in Brooklyn. I always felt just out of place. Is your kid going to go to the elementary school that you went to? No, I think we're just out of the range. But plus, by the time by the time it's that old, I don't know where I'm going to live. But we'll we'll figure that out. I might be living on Mars by then. Uh, I heard it takes seven years to get there, so she would have to have uh, started going to school like a year or two earlier. <laughs> There's water on Mars. Supposedly. Think there's sharks? 
<laughs> yes, with lasers. I think, I think, yeah, I think space sharks would shoot lasers. Scared <laughs> <laughs> the hell out of me. Uh, I'm an excellent <laughs> interviewer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are you uh, you're driving right now yeah I'm stuck in traffic yep and is that the name of the podcast stuck in traffic in, in traffic yeah in traffic <laughs> in traffic with Neil Rubenstein that sounds that sounds mediocre yeah it's, yeah, it's terrible I do this every day I do this every well, day pretty much all right. Well, thank you very much for uh, being a part of this. Yeah. And uh, uh, I wish you luck with the baby. I'm going to need it. Babies and, raising uh, babies. I hope you don't move to Mars because then I probably won't talk to you as often. Yeah, that's not so good. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in Los Angeles and you can – not drop my baby. Yeah, man, I don't touch babies. <laughs> I'm scared of them. Real scared of them. Uh, all right, man, thanks for doing this, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, I'll talk to you, man. All right, man. Be safe out there. Peace. listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. You can check us out on the internet at intrafficpodcast.com uh, and, uh, you know, subscribe on iTunes. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Thanks.